Hello and welcome back to Real Response. I'm Flynn. It's it's been a while, um, and we're here with a returning guest, Ferris. Uh, Hello. Ferris was in the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World episode and is now back to discuss the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I'm super excited. I love I, I love this franchise. Now, when we're recording this, the movie, when did it come out? A few weeks ago? Two, it came out October two 27th. Yeah, so like two weeks ago? It came out, yeah, like a, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we started two, two weeks weekends ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, two weekends ago. So we're kind of slacking on recording it, but at the same time, at the time of recording this, there is the SAG-AFTRA strikes going on. Yep. So this episode will not be released until after that. Um, and then when it does come out, they will hopefully have gotten a very, very good deal that blocks AI and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And yeah. So anyway, let's, let's hope for the aside, best with that. Yes, yes, let's hope for the best. Let's uh, let's get talking about Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which uh, the this movie had a very very rocky production. Yes, for sure. Uh, it was originally announced. I think it was pretty quick after the first few games. I think that they announced the movie right. I'm pretty sure it was 2016 was when yeah. it got announced. So nine years. No, I'm so bad at. No, right? that's not right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, no. Yeah, 2016. No. That would be six. No, like seven, seven years. Yeah, because 2023. Years. So seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So seven years ago. Just crazy. That is a very very long movie turnaround production for it was any movie yeah. it was one of those things that when after like i think around like 28 not even 2018 that's too early i think around like 2019 2020 my thoughts were like this will never happen yeah I, a lot of people were like this movie it was not just going like development development hell it's like the, the games had kind of wrapped up really yeah. around then with the mainline series and so most people were just kind of like well this isn't really going to happen yeah and then the studio sold the rights yeah because it was with warner brothers and then they moved over to blumhouse yeah which is uh paramount owns that. ah that that's why it's on paramount plus i think it's on peacock Okay, I'm wrong. It's Universal then. <laughs> it's one of those because Blumhouse Warner Brothers like doesn't have dairy. Yeah, yeah. Universal, so Universal like technically still has it, I think. Yeah, but uh, I found out recently. Yeah, that in right before the rights were sold, Warner Brothers took the script that they had for the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Yeah, and <laughs> swapped the whole plot to be about the banana splits and they made the <laughs> banana splits movie. So if you ever wanted to watch what the, the five nights at Freddy's movie would have been, if it released in 2020, it would have been the banana splits movie, which is a horror movie that sucks. And it's <laughs> funny because I made a video about that movie at the time. Yes. I remember that. I remember you commenting on that movie 
uh, in that video. And you guys were just like, what are we watching? This movie is terrible. And I remember some some of the like gore was kind of like, you know, intense, at least for me. There was a specific part I remember where someone they're on like an obstacle course and the Their fingers the, and someone falls and they show a close up of someone's middle finger breaking in half on the ground. Oh yeah. And it I hate freaked that. me out. It really did freak me out. There was a, there was a kill in, uh, in the FNAF movie that freaked me out. I think it's the one that freaked everybody out when it happened. Yeah. Was it the, why am I blanking now? It's the uh, it's it was uh, okay. First of all, spoilers, by the way, if that wasn't already yeah, let's, obvious. Let's get into spoilers. Yeah, oh, I know what you mean. I'm sorry. My brain. Yeah. Went off for a second. Yeah. The death that happens, like, I think a third of the way in the movie where Max gets like chomped in half. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, it was the bite of 87. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, obviously. So. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously it was like a reference to it, but uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. expect that. Um, the stuff later in the film with Springtrap was pretty cool. Well, not it now it's cool. Springtrap. It was Golden Bonnie at the time. Is what the... I've seen a lot of people get very upset about that, that they're like, when before the Springtrap activates, it's actually Golden Bonnie. You shouldn't call it Springtrap. I don't even and think Golden like, Bonnie is the right name for that animal. Yeah, it was a either. yellow rabbit. It was the yellow I think it's rabbit. Spring Bonnie or, or something or spring. Yeah, I don't know. It's not it's not it's not Golden Bonnie. That's not the right name for it. Yeah. As a veteran of the series, uh, I've yes. been around since 2014. I think I, I think I know my way around a spring lock. <laughs> As somebody who read the Silver Eyes book. Yeah, I yeah. could not get through the first chapter of that, unfortunately. I had I to rely read, on... I read that whole book. Yeah? How was it? I um, heard it's not I great. Don't remem- I don't remember a lot of it. I read it right, right when it came out, because I had it on like pre-order. Because I was like, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to get all the lore. And yep. it did have a good amount of lore in it. Because that it book all is like, what explains all the... Yeah, it's like it explains yeah. all the the Henry Emily stuff and the Fred yeah. Bear family diner, and then it ends. It ends exactly how this movie ends. Does it? Book. At the very end, all the groups, the group of friends in the book, go into the restaurant, which is abandoned, but the the restaurant is like kind of submerged under like a mudslide. I from what I remember. It's oh, like kind of it's like they have to like open like uh like a thing on the ground and it's like a bunker like it's like underground kind of. Yeah. Um, And William Afton's there in the suit. It's already spring locked. Yeah. Um, and basically it like kind of activates again, like some of them activate on him. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe he wasn't spring locked. I don't know. I, oh, he gets spring locked in the end of the book, yeah. and the animatronics drag him away, and then the the kids like run away and leave the restaurant. I I remember the animatronics dragging him away. Uh, part of the book. I own all of the books, all the mainline books, I should say, because I don't have any of the short story ones. I didn't um, even know there were short stories. <laughs> Oh, that you didn't know about the Fazbear Frights or the Tales from the Pizza Plex book series? 
No, they really, I mean, they really cashed in. Yeah. Well, because Fazbear Frights was just every book had three small stories in them and they had like 11 of those. And now there's like seven or more of the Tales from the Pizza Plex ones, which is the same idea, but just newer. Jesus. Yeah. So like the original three books, I think I own all of them and they all have uh, visual novel adaptations now, which is way easier to read. I'm not a huge mm. fan of the art style, but it's fine. Yeah. I've seen that art style. Because yeah. they did that for the Silver Eyes for like the ending. Yeah, they they no like all, all three of the mainline books have visual novel adaptations now. I've been meaning to get the last one, the Fourth Closet, uh, which peeves me off that it's the Fourth Closet, but it's the third book. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really unsatisfying. Um, but yeah, so it's just interesting uh, how 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 much the series has grown. Uh, when little old me back in like, what was it like 2018 when FNAF world came out and I thought the series had peaked. Yeah. Like I, I was like, I love FNAF world. I know that's a very, very unpopular opinion, but I thought it was awesome. It was one of the only games in the series I could actually stand to play because I'm not a horror person. I FNAF like, I've got was FNAF world was 2016. Really? Yeah. That's nuts yeah that's so funny that makes even more sense that i was because i again i i'm not a horror person not really i've gotten used to it in recent years but it's like i i can't really play horror games very well so i had to like watch markiplier i had to watch matt pat uh for the theories to like catch me up on everything and it fnaf world is like the only game i could play without pooping myself so <laughs> i did I play like a lot though yeah, which arguably is the scariest one. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's VR. Yep. Yeah. That I have a awesome. distinct memory of me and you watching FNAF 2, like, in your room on, like, yeah. your laptop. Did we watch us... FNAF 2 in my room? Yeah, I remember, like, an episode came out from Markiplier, and we were like, oh, <gasps> and we, like, watched it. I remember we watched FNAF 4. At your house, uh, every day after we did the summer camp, yeah, that those were the days. Those were the days. Lego Jurassic World and FNAF Four. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about that like so much recently. It's so funny. <laughs> we were talking about um. Here's yeah. You know, I'll give you the plug real quick. Yeah, uh, go check out. Varus has a channel called Bioprism Entertainment. Hey, uh, very fun channel. I would know. Ooh, yeah. I guest star on there quite often. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, there's lots of fun uh, gameplay. Let's play videos. And from what you were telling me before, some some more like visual live action content coming soon. Yes. Uh, on the and you have a you have a big event coming up that. Yes. I don't know if at the time of this being released will be public yet or not, but. Uh, I, oh, I guess we'll see in the next if I ever come back on your podcast and uh, my energy is like, hi, I'm yeah. back. That'll be because of the event. If you don't know, exactly. uh, we're, we're hosting a, a 25 day advent calendar event for December. I can say that because I'm I because I'm sure the trailer will be out by the time this comes out. I it's already I'm already exhausted <laughs> and it's yeah. November. Yeah. 
But yeah, that, go uh, check it out. Hey, hey, go, go check, check it out. Go, go subscribe. Exactly. Go subscribe. What are you subscribe. at now? We're at two forty two for subs. Wow. Yeah, we're 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 getting there. I'm hoping to bump that to three hundred before the year ends, but uh I'll keep dreaming. <laughs> hey, I mean with the with the uh with the advent calendar it might just do it. That consistency, you never know. That would be awesome we, if we talked about this before. Blow. We were like, it's either going to blow up the channel or it's going to kill views. <laughs> it's going to bury it or it's going to blow it up. Yeah, <laughs> there will be no in between. No, not, not at all. <laughs> this this will either like I this is going to either make or break my like 10 year long YouTube career. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's start talking. Let's talk. Let's the go back to the movie. Let's. Uh, the director of the movie, uh, I don't think I've seen anything else she's made. I think this is pretty much her. F it might be her first feature. I think this was like a wasn't this like a point of controversy was that it was like they haven't really directed anything before. No, that's not true. I'm sorry. I'm very wrong. Oh, um, OK. They have. Oh, a few, I was. I was thinking but, of a Marvel movie. Sorry. Um, But their prior works all were kind of like received not so well it seems like oh um it seems like That's they were kind of just kind of like mediocre yeah yeah just kind of average reviews not nothing crazy from what it seems well what like um, what numbers are we talking um well i'm just i'm looking on letterbox so for the for she has a movie called The Wind from 2018. The average was a three stars out of five. Okay, yeah. Um, then one in 2021 called Blood Moon that has a 2.8 average. Gotcha. And then one from 2020 that has a 2.5 average. Ah, gotcha. And then Five Nights at Freddy's, which surprisingly uh, has a 2.6 average. Yeah, I the reviews for this movie are like scattered to the quantum wind. It's a very divisive film. Oh yeah. And I I get why. I think I if get you're why, not yeah. if you're not a fan of the series, I don't think this is going to change your mind. No, probably not. I don't think there's the movie was made for like the hardcore fans of the series. Yeah. And if you're not one of those, I totally get why critics are like, what the fuck did I just watch? What what did any of that mean? Like, am I supposed yeah. to get why there's this weird guy that's like killing all these kids? Like, and like, yeah. as a fan of the series, I can also say, why is this guy killing these kids? <laughs> but I don't I guess, care. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's it's, it's not funny, but it's entertaining. Yeah, it's it's good media, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of messed up to say that, but it's not real. It's not real. No, it's just I that's, saw people yeah. literally watch people get disemboweled and dismembered. Yeah, like it's the same. It's the same stuff. I saw a thing the other day where someone said that they um, they took their their friend who is extremely offline and showed yeah. them the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. And yeah. they convinced them it was real. It was based on true events. And I think that's really funny. 
I I mean, it's not like they're like okay, it's not based off true events, but like FNAF is based off true events. Yeah. So, cause there, cause there was actually like a series of there was like a string of murders at Chuck E. Cheese or something, <laughs> wasn't there? I uh, maybe I don't know, but like this, this person was fully convinced that the bite of '87 was a historical event that actually oh. occurred, <laughs> and that there was really like souls getting sucked into these suits. Oh, and I think that's gotcha. awesome. That's. <laughs> 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 just convincing someone that that's so really cool. funny it is funny but jesus um let's get into let's get into the cast we've yeah. got uh we had a killer got, cast i love the cast josh hutcherson of uh very very nice very nice guy i think he's been in a bunch of stuff most famous in my eyes for the hunger games movies and the yeah. polar express <laughs> was he in the polar he's express? the main character in the polar oh express. right he is you told me that yeah it's which so bizarre do you want to know the name of the main character in whole in the polar express i forget his name the main character yeah the polar express yeah is named hero boy <laughs> hero boy hero boy that is officially what it says in the credits. It says Hero Boy, Josh Hutcherson. Hero Boy. He doesn't get a name. His name is never mentioned. They're just like, That's hey, true. yo. Like that guy is like, hey, yo. Don't you know that you're not supposed to? Yeah, Mandark. <laughs> yeah. Like... Don't you know it's against regulations to stand while the train is in motion? <laughs> you got to sit down on the train. <laughs> Oh I pulled the God. alarm. You pulled the brakes. Yeah. Fun fact about the Polar Express. Not trying to get too deep into the Polar Express right now, but fun fact yeah. about the Polar We're Express. We're talking about anything um, other than the FNAF movie today. Do you know who did the motion capture for, for Jonathan? Uh, I almost said Jonathan. For Josh Hutcherson's character in the Polar Express? Was, wasn't it Tom it Hanks? Wasn't, yeah, Tom <laughs> Hanks did the motion capture for the little boy. <laughs> as well as the scenes where he's in it so like he would sit on his knees and just like be like oh and and do the <laughs> so part of the reason that movie looks so fucking weird is because of it's that <laughs> tom hanks pretending to be a little boy <laughs> like why didn't they just have josh hutcherson do it he was fucking he was like 12 just yeah that would have worked yeah, but he only voice acted in the movie. He didn't do any motion capture ever. Well, that's probably because of uh, laws. But but if you watch the fucking bonus features for Polar Express, there's other kids there and they're oh. all wearing the suits. And literally there's a scene where Tom Hanks is pretending to be the hero boy and they have a child stand in as the conductor for him and like, why and i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> that is so ass backwards <laughs> yeah also really funny this uh -huh. also applies to us josh hutcherson played danny in the disaster artist movie about the room remember when we oh saw my that God. i do yeah. remember that movie i forgot that was him like, hi daddy oh hi daddy 
Yeah. Oh my god. That's I'm trying to remember insane. who was uh Justice for Chris, Hero Boy. Who was Chris R in that movie? Oh. It was Zach Efron. I yeah. Zach Efron was None Chris of, R. We need to get back to the a, movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Josh Hutcherson is very good in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I loved his performance in this movie. I think he played the part of I have to work from 12 to 6 at a diner and almost getting murdered every night very well. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think really, he, uh, I played it. I think he played it accurately. Like, he's like, I thought I, the... I, yeah. oh, no, he did a great job. I think the sister, yeah. the younger sister was like a very good child actor. Oh, Child yeah. Actors are usually not the greatest. And I feel like she did a very good job. It's like a, it's a swing or a miss with a lot of them. Yeah. Um, Matthew Lillard. As I William mean, hands Afton, down. The performance of the movie, I'd say. Definitely probably one of the actors of that movie. <laughs> he was definitely acting in that movie for sure. Um, he, no, he did. He did good for 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 the short amount of time that he was there. He he blessed our screens. I I wish he was there for more. If time. he was there a little more, it probably would have been a little better. Yeah. And and what do you know? You know Matthew Lillard from multiple things. I assume. Of course, he was Shaggy. He was Shaggy in the live action movies. He's also the voice of Shaggy for all the animation stuff since then. Yep. Um, He's a fantastic he... Shaggy voice. Exactly. He just is Shaggy. Oh, yeah. Um, He, I don't know if you've seen these, but in the Scream movies. No, I have The first one specifically, uh, he is, I'm going to spoil Scream 1 here. That's fine. I know the spoilers for every single movie. Um, so spoilers for Scream 1. Um, Matthew Lillard is one of two killers in that movie. Yeah. Um, and they make a reference to his portrayal of Ghostface in Scream in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which I thought yeah, was Yeah, they cool do. Because he, he does, Stringtrap takes the knife and he goes like, and like runs his hand through it at that yeah. point with his, with his thing, which is the thing that Springtrap always does. So I thought when that happened, that was like the moment for me that I like looked over at Grace and I was like, oh! like, because I was like, that was that, really cool. The thing that Springtrap always does. Did I say Springtrap? I meant Ghostface. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, Ghostface I was like, always does. Springtrap's iconic running a knife through his fingers. Yeah. No, it's the thing Ghostface always does. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was cool that they had had him do that. No, yeah, this um, this whole movie is full of fantastic Easter eggs, like MatPat. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call MatPat an Easter egg. They kind of were like, "Here, look at him," <laughs> and Corey Kenshin. Yeah, I don't and, really know and Corey Kenshin. I don't know. Corey I really, that much I don't, either. I don't really know any of the other YouTubers. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I know Daco was a employee of the month, uh, poster oh, like a poster. Yeah. Mm. And apparently the guard who dies at the beginning of the movie, I know, you know, this was supposed yes. to be Markiplier, which is very sad that he wasn't there. Cause that would have been the funniest thing ever 
to see would've. the self-proclaimed king of FNAF die immediately. <laughs> but I'm glad he wasn't. Well, because it's my, a, right at the take. beginning of the movie, right? Yeah, I think if the first thing the movie started off with was like, here's a, a YouTuber, cameo. like, yeah. that might have been like, OK, let's not like people wouldn't have taken it as seriously. That's and fair. also, I think just having showing the like anyone can get caught and die and it was just this random guy was cool. And I think I would rather have like Markiplier be more of a an Easter egg like Matt Pat, where it's just a yeah. little thing if they're going to do it. Um, even like one idea I did have, because I don't know where they're really going to go in a future movie, but I was thinking yeah. it would be kind of funny if Markiplier was phone guy. That would be funny. So. I loved the way they did like phone guy, quote unquote, in this movie mm. wh where like he's driving to the restaurant and as he's driving there, he's explaining what the like voice, the phone guy yeah. explains. I was like, that is that was very clever. Yeah, especially the Matthew Lillard tossed in the little hello. Hello. At the beginning of the phone call. Is too. He? he did. Yeah. He was like, hello. Hello. Hey, I've anyway. seen this movie like, like two or three times and I already forgot about that. I will be honest. It's not. There's a lot in this movie that's not memorable. And that's going to lead me into um, the subplot that I thought was fucking stupid. Okay. <laughs> um, I think the aunt character. Oh, yeah. And I get why it's there to like make force him into taking care of her. But I think you could have cut that entire plot line with this with her and her like weird goons out of the movie and just <laughs> made the, the sister really hungry. <laughs> like, am I wrong? She could have just been I like, I'm, st I'm starving. And then he'll be like, all right, I need to go to work and get food. And like, yeah. And the babysitter, like not being there, like he could have just hired a random babysitter for a night and then she could have just been like, oh, I can't make it. And then he's like, well, I guess I got to take her to work. And then that kind of yeah. sets everything up, you know, it, it could have still been like Max or something. But it's like, which can I I'm just going to say this because, like, I thought that this was odd. It really seemed like they were trying to, like, paint Vanessa as like some love interest. Mm. But like Max was a way better love interest than Vanessa was. And they weren't even trying. Well, the thing is. No, Max was trying. Because no, she was no, no, no. That's the thing. No. I think she was like, her character was acting overtly like kind of flirtatious towards him because she was supposed to be like, I don't know. Like she was getting, getting like, like getting info. And, yeah. So I think she was doing that on purpose. But I think like, I don't, I don't think Vanessa she was doing seems it a little more she was... genuine. I guess, but like, I feel like, I feel like that Max's like comments about mm -hmm. like liking Mike weren't because she was getting paid. I don't think she was doing that on purpose because you can yeah. even see the discomfort on her face when like the aunt is like, would you found anything? And like, <laughs> it, like, it's like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be your stupid puppet in this dumb game that you're trying to get. Yeah. Puppet. <gasps> puppet. <gasps> um, but like, 
so like I think that Max was being genuine as well, but unfortunately she just got caught up in some stupid bullshit because she has to pay the bills too, and Mike's not paying her. Mm. And so, she arguably suffers the most terrible fate of any character in the entire movie. Which sucks. I was like, she did not deserve that at all. That is so <laughs> she uncool. Gets, she gets bit in half by Freddy Fazbear for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's so dude uncool. is just hungry. Yeah. It's so like, uncool. I remember the I was first really thing hoping I saw... to get like a redemption arc or something. No. No, she got chomped. That was her <laughs> redemption. <laughs> yeah, I saw the only thing I saw before we saw the movie was um someone just tweeted out and I knew immediately after watching the movie what they meant. But someone just tweeted yeah. out, "Why did Freddy do that?" with a question mark. <laughs> and then I saw the movie and I was like, "Oh, I know what you're talking about." Yeah, why did he do that? Kind of uncool, why, Fred. Why did he do that? <laughs> why did why did he do that? Um, but yeah, I think Overall, the plot, I think, was a cool way to sum up. I liked the, th the dream sequences. I liked that aspect. Yeah. And I liked how that was done because the we all know the fucking plot line is crazy and it's way too convoluted. And yeah. I think that this was, as you told me before I saw it again, or as I saw, I saw it with you and you had already seen the movie. Yes. But you told me before we saw it, that is the probably the most like comprehensible piece yep. of FNAF media that we've gotten in like five years. And yes, I agree. I did say that. Um, but at the same time, I can get why people were still confused. Because well, yeah, because if you FNAF. don't know the series. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know the series and if you're just walking into it and you don't really get what's going on, it's like I'm already used to this series and I'm used to like this level of thinking. So like to me, I was like, oh, yeah. But like, if you have no idea what's going on, uh, and you're like, ho, and then you just get, yeah, you get really confused. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it is probably the clearest piece of FNAF media we've gotten in a while. I also think it's funny that I think Scott was trying to address the like dream theory stuff, mm. which I thought that was a clever way of doing it. It was integrated very well. Yeah. I think it was cool that he was so involved with this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was no way that like, was going to work without him. It seemed like when it was at Warner Brothers, he wasn't as involved. I don't think so. And I think once it switched over to Blumhouse, they were really just like, all right, you come do like a bulk of the work when it comes to the writing. Because he wrote yeah. the script with one other person. I don't know if. Yeah. Let me check. I have it right here. Um, No, he wrote with a couple of people. Yes, yeah, one of the one theme. of the people he wrote it with was the director also. Yeah. So there was five writers on the movie. Gotcha. But yeah. Um yeah, I I thought the movie was pretty good. It was yeah, kind of like I what I expected. Um I'm excited to see where they're gonna take it because they're definitely gonna make a sequel because I don't know if you've heard they're how well it's doing. Um the the film had a budget of twenty five million dollars. Yeah, it has made two hundred million back, and it has just hit two hundred million dollars after two weeks. So, yep, and that is with it being on Peacock. Right? Yeah, because it released simultaneously. I'm gonna say it shouldn't have been on Peacock. If it wasn't I think on it Peacock, have been somewhere else. If no, I mean I don't think it should have been on streaming at all. 
I think oh. this movie would have been probably almost double what it's at right now if it wasn't on Peacock. Why? Because I think more people would have paid to see it in a theater than to stream it online and or pirate it immediately. Because the second it was on a streaming, someone just probably dumped it onto the pirate bay and then oh. people just pirated it. Fair point. So this movie could have easily made probably $500 million. Uh, it, at least I think. I don't know. Sure. I could be wrong. But I think it's it was, as we know, it was very, very kid focused in the movie theater. There was a lot of kids in the movie theater when we saw yeah, it. Um, and it is it's not scary. No, it's 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 very much. I heard it described as baby's first horror movie. Yep. And I agree because it does have the elements of a horror movie. But there's never really a scary moment in the movie. Not um, really, no. It's more just kind of like a shocking occasionally with like yeah, the the bite of the whatever when Max gets bite in half and, and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Have and... you seen? There was a meme that I saw where it was literally um, it was like it was Max's actor. It's like, oh, what am I doing in the movie? And Scott Cawthon's like, oh, don't worry. I got the perfect role for you. And then it cuts to the scene from Onward, like the Pixar movie where the dad's cut in half and he's dancing and he's just legs. (laughs) I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree, though. It's it's not scary. It was PG-13, so it it could only really get away with so much anyway. Um, I think it like... I I I'll say my piece on this, but I'm I'm a hypocrite for saying this too. Is that like this series is not meant for kids? Obviously, like just with the way the premise of it and like how gruesome some of it is, like it, I don't think it was ever intended for children. But I started watching this series when I was 13. Yeah. So like I say that, but then like I look at the audience nowadays and they're all about my age. So it's like yeah, no. They they are when I, they are the age that I was when I started watching it, so I really have no room to talk. Um, but it just like I don't know. I feel like he I feel like he's trying to like kind of bring everybody into it, and he's trying to make it very like safe for everybody to be able mm-hmm. to watch, which I appreciate because I try to like with my content too. I try to do that. I try to make it so like everybody can watch it, and like I try not to, to make things too scary or whatever. But like. I feel like with this series, you kind of have to be scary because of just the yeah. premise of what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when Vanessa's you know talking about like the kids stuffed in the suits, I was like, that could have been like a hundred times more impactful if this was like rated R. Yeah. For sure. But that's fine. I still love the movie. One thing I was very shocked we didn't get in the movie. We never got a jump scare. Like not a classic like ah, well, jump scare. No, kind of. We we, we got like one half of one. Yeah, I was gonna say we got half of one because he makes the funny noise from the game <laughs> when he charges at the guy. But that's really it. Oh yeah. No, like, not ah! that one. Yeah, when he yeah. goes, like we get the the FNAF one jump scare sound effect, but it's not a jump scare because you know he's there and it's gonna happen. Yeah. So no, I was. I really thought. Um. There's a scene when the when the the goons are are sneaking in 
Yeah. And the, and that one guy's in the office and he's blocking the vent because of the cupcake. Yeah. I was certain in my mind, and this is if I had the ropes, this is what I would have done in that scene. Yeah. Power would have gone out. And you would have heard that song. And you would have, yeah, you would have seen the lights, the Freddy's, Freddy's face lit up in the doorway, and yep. then it would have just been like dead silent, quiet, like just hear the breathing, and then just the jump scare, and then it would have just like cut. That actually, else. I'm that's shocked. what I would have done. But we I'm never got the song. No, that makes me really sad. Which it's not copyrighted. It's a piece of classic symphony. Yeah. That would I'm actually really surprised we didn't get a single the lights are off and Freddie goes or or like I'm shocked we didn't get <laughs> any of that. Yeah. That would have been the perfect because the door opens. Yeah. Slowly. So yeah, that would have been perfect. That was, I was certain in that moment. I was like, oh, this is gonna happen. Yep. I was like, I'm ready. And then it didn't happen. I think one of my favorite lines in the whole movie comes from Matthew Lillard's character. Yeah. Uh, where he's like, it's like, gotta be honest, it's not great. Uh, yeah. but but the hours are worse. <laughs> oh yeah, when like, he's telling him about the job. Yeah, like he's. It sounds like he's about to be like, oh yeah, like it's like, you know, it's like, oh like the job isn't great, but the hours are worse. Yeah. And it's like, cause it sounds like he's about to say a positive and then he doesn't. And I was, I don't, yeah. I, I just, I love little writing things like that where it kind of like subverts. I hate saying this sentence, but subverts your expectations. Yeah. Um, no, it was a good, it was a good line. Yeah. And then it's like, how are the hours? And he's like, terrible. Like <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're off. I think I'm trying to think, I think what he says is he's like, how's the pay? And he's like, not great. But the hours are worse. Like, yeah, like it's so like, funny. Oh. But I yeah, love it. I, I, I love uh, that scene so much. I don't know when we're going to get a sequel. Knowing Blumhouse, probably not as far off as we think. No, because, especially since they have a story now. Yeah, and this only filmed last year. Yeah, that's true. It, it only took them like a year to film it. So Did you if see... They, well, I go. I was gonna say, did you see what they had to do to film this? Like build it and then take it down. Yeah, like yeah. The, they, because like most studios will just do like CGI. They built an entire pizzeria from well, gonna, scratch. I, I hate to break it to you, but they didn't. They, no, they built did. the front of it. No, they built the inside of it. Yes, but yeah, not in the same place. Like all the what? interior of the, the the place, yeah. Like I don't know if you remember seeing those like behind the scenes photos where people found the restaurant and they were like showing it. Yeah. It wasn't like it was basically just the lobby that they had built there, and it was just the front. Like it was all just kind of like held up on stilts, like a cardboard mm -hmm. thing. And then everything that is inside is in a a lot somewhere in LA probably or in California well, or that Vancouver. Makes, yeah. Well, yeah, well that makes but, sense, but, but they still had to build the oh, entirety yeah. of an interior of a pizzeria that most people will just be like, eh, CGI, but like, no, they're like, no, we're going to build the yeah, set, which but was the thing impressive. Is, think about it this way. If they plan on using it for multiple movies, 
Yeah. I don't know how they're going to set this up. If they're going to have there be like a time jump or if they're they're going to do different characters or something. I think they're going to probably stick with some of the same characters because there's really a cliffhanger with Vanessa at the end of the movie. But they probably are. They built that restaurant for multiple appearances on screen, whether it's flashbacks in a second one or something like that, because they're not going to just use the same restaurant because if they're going to do Five Nights at Freddy's 2 and they're going to do different animatronics. I I saw that they were going to with the second movie, they were going to focus more on the second game. Yeah. So we'll have to see. But ultimately, I uh, I gave it three and a half stars out of five. I thought it was a fun time, but I don't know if I'd like rewatch it. Like unless I was specifically looking for something, you know, like I wouldn't be like, oh, the FNAF movie. Let me pop this on. Yeah, (laughs) I would just kind of be like, oh, that was good. (laughs) I don't want to soil it. I'll just remember it. Yeah, that's what that's what you sound like. No, it's it's it is like that because I like I had a good time at the theater when we saw it. Yeah, but I think if I watched it on Peacock, I would probably or whatever it's fucking on Peacock, Peacock, poop, poopcock. Yeah, (laughs) I probably would have not has liked it as much. Maybe not. There was a a really funny ad. You remember, you know how like TV ads will sometimes be like cut off. Yeah, there was a thing I saw on Twitter. And it was uh, it was someone recording the TV. And it was the Peacock ad had been like skipped over. So uh-huh. it, so someone else's ad ended and then it played the last two seconds of the Peacock ad. Yeah, that happens. When and it like, literally just running out of airspace. Time. It was like Olive Garden, come down to Olive Garden. And then it just went cock and then it just cut back. <laughs> <to> the <show. laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, because it was just like cock and then it just like cut back and it was like whatever they were watching. I was like, that's really good. That's really funny. I like that a lot. I'll I'll have to show you it after. That's but. yeah, that's fine. Uh I would give the FNAF movie a four out of five. And the reason why I give it a four out of five is because I am a veteran of the series who's been around since 2014. I have been through every dead kid serial killer and rebuilt animatronic that this series has been through i have loved every second of this series through its convoluted plots and names and childs that are probably robots and i just if if something related to that series comes out you better believe that i'm going to be first in line which i was for this i saw i saw it the night before it came out one of the Mm. as early as i could it was but Thursday it's, night. Yep, I did. And like, I think that as a movie for fans, it is incredible. It's really well done. It's it's I, I actually just like the movie on a general level. Granted, I'm biased because I know the series. Um, I like the writing a lot, like the just the general dialogue exchange between characters, except for Vanessa. She had like she, she talked like a serial killer, like more than her more than Matthew Lillard's character did. And it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> um, but like, 
it, I thought that it was great. I thought it was, it felt pretty natural, which is kind of hard to find sometimes these days. So yeah. yeah, it's just unfortunate that it's kind of bloated for a general audience uh, in terms of its plot. And also we got the FNAF one living tombstone song at the end, which was a fantastic end to the movie. So, yeah, it's definitely, I agree with, it's definitely hard to get like genuine sounding dialogue sometimes, especially oh, yeah. when, when all they had to talk about was dead children and talking Chuck E. Cheese costumes. Yeah. That's tough when your plot is like that. Yeah. And it's like, it's very hard to be like serious about that and also yeah. be a good actor in that moment. So everyone did a pretty good job. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they all did a, did a, did a pretty upstanding job at that. The, the opening is mm. gorgeous. Oh, like the intro credits and stuff. Like the intro credits with the eight bit and the music yeah. and like the way it was like that. That was phenomenal. Very good. It was very, very, very well made. And uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? I feel like I did. And it's gone. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought I did. I uh, I hope that it keeps going because it's a really fun series to play around with. And I'm glad that this thing didn't just die face down in a puddle somewhere because that would have made me mm. really, really sad. I agree. And uh, hopefully. Right. That's what I want to talk about. The memes. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully this podcast will still be around by the time the next one comes out. Hopefully. And then we can have you back on. And hell yeah. Continue the discussion, you know? Yeah, no, of course. I would love to. So what were you? Uh, what, what did you want to say about the memes? I cannot stress how funny I think it I, I cannot stress how funny it was to me that everybody thought that this was going to have some of the most schlocky dialogue ever mm. where where it's going to like I saw one I, I I know I sent it to you or maybe I didn't but it was one where it was like me leaving the theater after watching the FNAF movie when like Freddie says like I'll go this way Bonnie you go this way Foxy, yeah. you do this, and Chica, you just be Chica. All right, Faz Gang or whatever, and it's like all this cringy dialogue because yeah. everyone thought they were gonna have voices and then they didn't. Which thank God, yeah, <laughs> thank God they didn't. Um, and the, the guy who uh, the when Foxy was doing his butted um bum bums, that was uh, that was Kellen Kellen Jellen. What's Kel his name? Kellen Kel Goff. Kellen Goff, who is yeah. the voice of Freddy, and apparently I think he did it in the original game. So I was like, "That's perfect. That's all we needed. Don't make them yeah, talk." He's a very uh, he's a very prolific voice actor. He um, he really is. I looked up his IMDb, and it spans. <laughs> oh yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, very impressive. But, but I just yeah, I, I don't remember know. those being yeah. Like, Freddy, you go this way. <laughs> yeah, it was like or like. All right, you guys. Distract William Afton. Time, time to spring this trap. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad it was not like that. I would have cried. Oh yeah, no, that would have been bad. Yeah. All right, and I think uh, I think I'm I think I'm good on the FNAF I think, movie. I think that's enough nights at Freddy's for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I that was another one of the to be like. 
<laughs> I was trying to say like, oh, well, we're almost at uh, we're about to be at 50 minutes, <gasps> 50, 50 minutes at Freddy's, which isn't that bad. I, I wouldn't. I feel like 50 minutes at Freddy's is very doable for most. Yeah, people. that's that's pretty much right before they start getting quirky. So, yeah, they get a little quirky <laughs> at 51. Yeah, they do. So, <laughs> that I'm really glad two, you're gone. Yeah, you're dead. That's it. That's the end. I'm really so, glad we didn't get like a sixth night joke because that was another one I saw where people were like, wait a minute. Th this is the sixth night. And I was like, shut up. Please don't yeah. say that. I think the movie actually takes place over five nights. I do, too. I, I said that I leaned over to Grace at one point and I was like, how many nights has it been? And Grace was like, I don't know. <laughs> so. I saw it twice and I, I was like, I'm going to keep track this time. And then I forgot because I was too enamored yeah. by the movie a second time. No, I think it is five. I think officially. it is. Yeah. So I think they I can see some of the moments where they like pushed that. Mm. I will say there were a few moments where I was like, OK, they're definitely like they did that just to progress the night. I feel yeah. like with some of them, like when Abby literally got electrocuted um mm. that, that sped up one of the nights um there's oh. another one where vanessa was like and it's like that was another one where i was like that was definitely just them losing time here's a uh there's a theory i saw yeah so do you know the thing about the main character in the books oh um charlie yeah yeah but she's like a robot yeah so charlie These is a stages. robot and uh, and then she eventually becomes, is it Circus Baby? Yeah. Or Ballora or one of them? Circus Baby. Um, no, Ballora's William's wife. That's the theory. Yeah, no, it's it's Circus Baby. Yeah. Um, people said there's a theory that Abby is. So if their dad is really Henry, Henry Emily, that's the right. theory that Abby is not a real child and that Abby is a robot. And she was made as like an ob like to grieve when the son was taken and Abby oh. is switch one letter around is baby. It's baby. Yeah. And people were saying that when she got shocked that she, most people would have probably fucking died. Um, but she just got yeah. gets up and she's like, I'm okay. And there's like no yeah. injury at all. So yeah. they were saying that like her getting shocked is like when the animatronics and they just kind of are like out of commission for a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. So people were saying that as the movies progress, that that's going to be like, and that's why even before she goes to the restaurant, she already was drawing them in her notebook as her imaginary friends. Right. Because yeah. And also she didn't really eat <laughs> that much that's either. True. She didn't she eat. Like she did, she did later. Uh, yeah. she ate later, which I don't even want to think about how they built a stomach and working sphincter for this child. Um, yeah. but like, it's just interesting to me because I never, I didn't hear the theory about her always being a robot, but I heard the theory that she was going to, um, because the 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 I forget the name of it already, but like the the circus baby looking animatronic oh, the, the yeah. spring trap a lot of people Matt, i know matt pat was theorizing that 
yeah, her name is an anagram for baby. And it's like, she's probably going to go into a circus baby. He thought that at the end of the movie, she was going to get spring locked in a circus baby suit and become circus baby. And like, she was going to be our our replacement for um, Elizabeth from the games. And I guess Charlie from the books, this fucking series, man. Um, (laughs) And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. But I think the theory that she is a robot is more interesting because that also is him tackling the Gregory is a robot controversy yeah. theory thing, which I think is also very interesting. Again, I want to reiterate this. I know I said this when we were at the theater, this movie feels like if Scott got to start over, this is what the story is. Yeah. It's much more coherent to his like vision. I think. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that uh, that that's that's the end. We're at fifty four minutes. They're getting Yo, too quirky. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Getting too quirky in here. Those animatronics. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Oh, Varus. Uh huh. I know. I know that the viewers can't see this because it's only audio. But Freddie oh. Fazbear is right behind you. <gasps> Don't turn around. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? I don't want to end up like Max. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to have it end. I'm going to have you just be like, <gasps> and then it's just going to, I'm going to just play the jump scare and then it will just end. Okay. Sounds perfect. So it's already over. Okay. <laughs> That's fun. No, actually, um, never mind. I'm going to leave that part in, but it'll be funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, Varys. Thank- Thanks for having me on, guest. Of course. Would you like to plug anything else? Hey, please go visit Bioprism Entertainment like we mentioned earlier. Uh, We are slowly growing, and we'd love to have you come over and watch our content. And also, if if you want to, go give a subscribe to Bioprism Studios, which is more of our professional-level content. We don't post as much over there, but there's still a lot of cool stuff for you to check out. And then you can follow me on Instagram, at Varus underscore Connolly, where you can find the rest of my crap. Nice. <laughs> All right. And uh, thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of Real Response. Um, I don't know when this will come out, but it will come out. And uh, we'll, we're going to be starting to release more episodes consistently as we were before, but a little more consistently uh, than before because uh, obviously we couldn't post any for both the the WGA strikes which have now ended and then the SAG after strikes which at the time of this recording are still going on. So yeah. Uh we'll see you we'll see you guys all later. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube if you're listening on YouTube and to follow and rate if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. All right, goodbye. Bye-bye.